Hello and welcome back to Energy Scan Podcast, your weekly access to timely analysis and data on energy markets from top experts at NG Global Energy Management and Sales. This program is dedicated to exploring the weekly macroeconomic trends as well as focusing on the oil markets. We will be interviewing Olivier Gasnier, Senior Economist at NG Gems for Macroeconomic, Foreign Exchange and Oil Market Research. Hello Olivier. You told us last week that the economic calendar was going to be very full with some important figures from the United States. Absolutely, Natalie. Hello. Uh, this mainly concerned the U.S. economy with uh, October's inflation figures in particular. So, how did it go? The U.S. inflation rate fell from 3.7 to 3.2% year on year, and the core inflation rate from 4.1 to 4%. Although an increase seemed possible, but prices rose by just 0.2% month on month, which would imply a return to the Fed's target if the trend continued. And producer and import prices confirmed the trend. So, this inflation is confirmed, but what about activity growth? There were clearer signs of a slowdown in activity, uh, retail sales stabilized in October, industrial production fell, but that was due to strikes in the automotive sector. The NIHP construction index fell as well, and jobless claims rose, marking a clear slowdown in the labor market. The markets welcomed this figure, didn't they? Of course. This inflation combined with signs of a moderate slowdown in activity is in a way, the perfect scenario for the markets, which can anticipate a fairly rapid easing of monetary policy and therefore a soft landing, not a recession. As a result, bond yields continue to fall, the dollar weakened, and equity markets continue to make gains. But Olivier, if you look at the US 10-year yield, it's already down 60 basis points from its recent highest level. Isn't that too fast from the Fed's point of view? You're right, Natalie, because the Atlanta Fed's estimate of Q4 GDP growth remains fairly solid at the plus 2% on a quarterly analyzed basis. And we are already seeing a rebound in the Fed's regional indices, suggesting that activity will pick up again in the future. The risk is that lower bond yields will revive growth too soon to prevent a rebound in inflation. But outside the US, the picture remains gloomy. Yes, if uh, European equity markets are rising, it's because expectations of an ECB rate cut were brought forward uh, to April uh, 24, mainly because of poor business figures. The European Commission is ruling out any recession scenario and is forecasting a GDP rebound in Q4, but industrial output in the region fell again in September, recording a decline of around 1% for the fourth quarter in a row. The carryover effect for Q4 is already at minus 0.5%. And the news from Asia isn't good either. No, uh, Japanese GDP fell by 0.5% in Q3, and Chinese activity data came as a pleasant surprise in October, only thanks to a favorable base effect. Retail sales have been actually stagnant since July, and the fall in property prices is even accelerating. Good. This week is Thanksgiving in the US, so the calendar spread is pretty sparse, isn't it? 
Yes, we've got into the habit of uh, scrutinizing the Fed minutes, but I doubt we'll find anything very interesting in them this time. Above all, we need to keep an eye on the PMIs at the end of the week. For the Eurozone in particular, I believe that a further decline would immediately extinguish any hopes of a rebounding activity in the final quarter of 23 and would signal, therefore, the start of a recession. Let's move on to the oil market. Prices fell again last week, but the trend reversed on Friday. Exactly. The Brent, the Brent touched uh, $76.6 per barrel on Thursday, which was the lowest level since early July when Saudi Arabia began to restrict its production and exports. So the last few weeks have seen the geopolitical risk premium disappear and market concerns shift from supply to demand. What caused this acceleration downwards? Well, uh, the monthly OPEC and uh, International Energy Agency reports have highlighted very different views on the demand outlook for 24. And the markets have clearly tilted towards the IEA scenario, notably because of the slowdown in refinery activity in China. Moreover, the combined publication of two weekly reports by the U.S. Department of Energy showed a rise in the crude inventories of more than 17 million barrels, which uh, accentuated the fall in prices. How could prices have rebounded then? Uh, well, there is an OPEC Plus meeting next weekend on the growing expectations that producer countries will respond to the fall in prices. While continued production cuts by Saudi Arabia and Russia seem inevitable, the question is whether they could be increased and above all, whether the other countries will join in the effort. Well, all we can do now is wait for the answer to that question next week, Olivier. Exactly, Nathalie. See you next week. Thank you, Olivier and Nathalie, for this clear insights. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. See you all next week for your weekly Energy Scan podcast. Stay up to date about energy market trends in no time, build market views with top quality data, and interact with experts to support your decision making. Visit energyscan.ng.com to learn more.